Good morning, and welcome to the, hey, welcome to the uh, Unitarian Universalist Church of Catawba Valley. My name's Greg, and I'm happy to be your lay leader this morning. Uh, today, our, our speaker is our own Reverend Melissa Mummer. I offer a special welcome to any visitors. I hope you, you will stay here after our service for refreshments and coffee. To begin our service this morning, please join me in reading and thinking about our mission statement, which is printed on the front of our order of service. Our mission is to celebrate and witness love, justice, and mercy by facilitating spiritual enlightenment, welcoming differences, and embracing the interconnected web of life. Also in your order of service is um, announcements about events that are coming up shortly, and I encourage you to read those. I also have a couple of other announcements. Please uh, stay after our service on January 12th for lunch, a free lunch, and our quarterly shared um, ministry gathering. Now, shared ministry is when uh, people who are members of uh, committees for the church uh, get together and just talk about how things are going. So this is a great chance uh, for people to communicate uh, uh, church business and update about their areas of service. And for newer members, if you'd like to come to understand how the church operates, everyone is welcome. Also, mark your calendars for discovering the UUCCV, or the Unitarian Universal Church of Catawba Valley, on Sunday, February 9th, which will be um, from 1 p.m. to 3.30 p.m. This class, will, which will be led by Reverend Melissa and other church leaders, gives people every, uh, an opportunity to learn um, <coughs> the history of the Unitarian Universalist uh, Church, as well as our local history and the workings of our uh, congregation. Um, We'll also be holding a new member recognition ceremony on February 9th. So if you're interested in becoming a member or attending the, the um, uh, Discovery New CCV uh, uh, course, uh, please let Reverend Melissa know. So today we are celebrating the special energy of the winter solstice. So to honor this earth energy, I, I encourage you to take this opportunity to turn off your electronic devices <laughs> <clears throat> and just feel the energy as it comes naturally. Now I'll ring our centering service, our centering sound to begin the formal part of the service. If I can find it. Excuse me. Give me another chance. <laughs>
now I will light the chalice. A little bit like gilding the lily. But join me in reading the chalice lighting words by Wendell Berry in the Order of Service. The dark around us come. Let us meet here together, members of one another, here in our holy room, here on our little floor, here in the daylit sky. Now we'll be our, doing our first song, which is to Silent Night, but with different lyrics. Does everyone have a copy? You could have been given one as you came in. Reading Winter Solstice by Rebecca Ann Parker. <clears throat> At this winter's turning of the year, let us go gently for once into the night. Its dream drenched, glittering stillness 
a haven for our souls. There is something beyond the dull brightness of midday, fluorescent and buzzing, something to praise beyond the sun, triumphing over the intricacies of shadowed moonlight. Bring in the old, beautiful realm of holy night, echoing with ancient voices, rustling with intimacy's passion, luminous with stars. Cradled in darkness, be restored to the embrace of mystery. Glory wakes here. Let it kindle your joy. In the gorgeous Japanese film, Afterlife, has anybody seen that? Must do. A group of people who have recently died find themselves in a limbo realm that strangely resembles an old middle school. Counselors instruct the newly deceased arrivals that they will be going into the afterlife, but before they do, they must pick one and only one memory from their lives to bring with them. Given a choice of memories from many, many great ones, I might choose this. Earlier this year, my husband Jay and I made our way behind an old 19th century family farmhouse in Low State, South Carolina. It used to belong to his great-grandparents. The night was quiet, save for unnamed critters scurrying through the hayfields, <laughs> cicadas, and crickets. Standing in the unkempt yard, we gazed at the clear night sky. Our mouths fell open in utter awe. The stars, easily thousands of them, clearly visible, shone brilliantly through a blanket of darkness. It was impossible to take in or describe the beauty, the aliveness of the night sky. Our eyes adjusted and we looked more closely. I said, it looks hazy, like almost milky. Jay said, that's the Milky Way. Oh! I'd only ever seen it on TV in those Hubble Space Telescope pictures, but there it was in real life. At 46 years old, it was the first time I'd really experienced the full glory of the night sky, devoid of light pollution. We called our 13-year-old, and even this too-cool-for-school teenager looked up with complete awe. Whoa! And then, if the moment weren't magical enough, a shooting star danced across the sky, Emerson's first. The vastness of space, the beauty of the stars, the opportunity to witness this astonishing creation was all made possible by the darkness. 
It is the darkness that revealed the stars in all their glory. About 12 hours ago, we marked the winter solstice, the moment the North Pole leans farther away from the sun than it will until next year's winter solstice. The days that hug the solstice are marked by long shadows and short days. For us, the sun rose at 7.32 a.m. and will set at 5.16 p.m., 14 hours and 26 minutes of darkness is here for you. Wendell Berry again writes, To go into the dark with the light is to know the light. To know the dark, go dark. Go without sight. And find that the dark, too, blooms and sings and is traveled by dark feet and dark wings. Our lives are enriched by so many experiences in the dark that bloom and sing. Snuggling close as a sleepy child's eyelids get heavy. The moment the lights finally fade after the previews and the movie you've been waiting to see is about to begin. Experiencing a feeling of connection to life itself as a fire dances. The thrill as the Space Mountain roller coaster lurches and dies unexpectedly. Watching the magic that is the ocean at night. The joy of leaving the office or school on a cold night. It's already dark, and there's no pressure to make the most of a warm, sunny evening. And instead, hunkering down with a fuzzy blanket a cup of tea, gazing at the unique kaleidoscope of the evening, or just crawling in bed well before it's officially adult time to sleep. (laughs) How many decisions are made in the darkness, those big decisions? How many fears are confronted? How many tears are shed that wouldn't be permitted in the daylight? How many people say to themselves in the dark solitude, no more, or I must? Author Jana Hexter offers that the dark is the pause between actions, space to reflect on what has passed that we cherish and what we are ready to decay in the dark compost of the universe. It's the ability to look deep within, the chance to really see what is true about ourselves and the world. As each of our bodies and bones are made from stardust, maybe we too, maybe we too need the darkness to shine. And now, meditation. Take this opportunity to find a comfortable seated posture that's stable and comfortable. Preferably with your feet flat on the floor and your hands comfortably in your lap, either up, facing up or facing down. And take a breath, a deep, 
inhale, and a long exhale. Do this once more. Feel yourself relax. Let your body fall into a still awareness. There's nothing to do here. Nothing to be. Just watch the breath rise and fall. And appreciate the vibration of your body in stillness. Next, we will sing O Holy Solstice Night. The lyrics are also printed in your page that came with your order of service. Please stand as you're willing and able. reading, reading number 706 in the Gray Hymnal, and it's a unison reading rather than a call and response, so we will read together. May the light around us guide our footsteps and hold us fast to the best and most righteous that we seek. May the darkness around us nurture our dreams and give us rest so that we may give ourselves to the work of our world. Let us seek to remember the wholeness of our lives, the weaving of light and shadow in this great and astonishing dance in which we move.
And now is a time that we have our offertory. We support the church and the Unitarian Universalist Association and the work that we do. The hymn that we'll be singing to is number 55 in the gray hymnal. And uh, maybe... Which you don't know. Which you don't know. We haven't sung before. Which you don't know. So I'm going to talk through it real quick. Mm -hmm. So we'll get to page 55. I need help with this too. Three phrases of this song are all the same. The phrase that starts with dark of winter, and the phrase that starts with let my thoughts, and the phrase that starts down at the bottom of the page, gentle darkness. They're all going to be exactly the same. The phrase that starts with, and then my soul will sing a song, is going to be different. Just be prepared when we get there. It's not going to sound like the other three. All right? I'm going to play through it from the beginning. Just follow along as best you can. as fast as he could. 
When he came to the lake of light at last, he was even more beautiful than he dreamed. Fox jumped into the lake and grabbed a big mouthful of light to carry home. But the light was hot, and it burned Fox's muzzle and turned his feet black and the rest of its fur bright red. Fox went home wounded and burned, but he had seen the light and told everyone how beautiful it was. Fox inspired Buzzard, who offered to bring the light, and flew as fast as she could to the east. And when Buzzard saw the lake of light, she tried to carry the ball home and the fine top feathers, but the light was hot and it burned all of the feathers off of poor Buzzard's head. He's bald to this very day. <laughs> one by one, all the animal warriors bravely journeyed through the dark to the east. And one by one, they all came home wounded and still in the dark. Maybe what we should learn from this is that we are not meant to have the light, one warrior said. Maybe we are meant to live in the darkness and be content. Or maybe, a quavering voice replied, what we should learn from this is that it is not the task of the warrior to bring the light. The voice belonged to Grandmother Spider. I am old and cannot run fast like the young warriors, she said, but I will go. Before she left, Grandmother Spider went to the river and she gathered clay with her long fingers. And she sang a clay-shaping song. Grandmother Spider made a small pot. And holding her little pot in front of her, Grandmother Spider walked very slowly in the dark to the east. Because she walked so slowly, Grandmother Spider's little pot was dry when she reached the Lake of Light. Maybe you know that if you put a clay thing in the fire too soon, it will shatter. But if you let the clay dry completely, it will not break. It will become stronger when you put it in the fire. Grandmother Spider dipped her pot into the lake and she held it up and it glowed with the light within. Ah, you are beautiful, Grandmother Spider said. And she returned home carrying her little pot of light. She took a little bit of light and put it high in the sky for everyone to see, and she called that the sun. She put a smaller ball of light in the sky and called that the moon. And finally, she shook out the last drops of light across the sky. She called these the stars. Grandmother Spider taught the moon, sun, and stars to move in right rhythm so that there would be day and night, light and dark. Because, she said, because we need them both. It is in the darkness that we are prepared to carry the light. Two years ago, our family moved from a sweet house that was way too far from everything to a very practical townhouse. It was fine. <laughs> Plenty of space for three people, some nice touches, convenient to most things, but it was an interior unit and it just didn't have enough natural light. 
I am a huge believer in the power of gratitude, believe that it solves just about everything. So I kept focusing on that. I had plenty of space for three people. It had access to a greenway. It had heat. It had running water, things that billions of people in the world would be very excited to have. It should be fine. But that lack of light, season after season, began to matter to us in ways that we didn't quite understand. It wasn't the kind of dark we could embrace. It was just blah. (laughs) Author Martin Wagner says, We are sons and daughters of the darkness and of the light. All creativity awakens at the primal threshold where light and darkness test and bless each other. You only discover balance in your life when you learn to trust the flow of this ancient rhythm. Are there parts of your life over which you have some control where the light and the dark are not clearly in balance, where the darkness is not ebbing as it does with the seasons, but hangs heavy, is unrelenting? Are there parts of your life over which you have some control where you feel akin to the animals in the story we just heard? Maybe you've tried and struggled. Maybe you've been wounded and you figure, maybe I'm just not meant to have the light. Maybe I'm just meant to live in the darkness and be content. In the unison reading, we just shared cat. Clean McTeague calls us to remember the wholeness of our lives, the weaving of light and shadow in this great and astonishing dance in which we move. So part of this dance is embracing darkness, accepting darkness, sometimes enduring darkness. But in nature, spring does come. Spring is coming. Teacher Kelly Bowden writes, the earth around us is quiet and dormant right now. And yet somewhere, way deep down in that cold soil, there's a tiny seed that will soon feel the ground around it and begin to warm. And by the time we're marking the summer solstice six months from now, it will be well on its way to growing into a mighty plant that will bear fruit and will eventually yield next year's seeds. I love her metaphor. What might be lying dormant in the darkness of your life right now? Do you have any sleeping seeds? May you nourish these precious seeds with rest and breath and kindness in these winter days. And perhaps if you give these sleeping seeds intention and attention, When the ground thaws and the days are marked by sunlit days, what idea, what spark of joy, what creative impulse, what new energy, what new way of being might flourish? What old way of being, what rusty thoughts that may have kept you from experiencing the light might it be time to shed? Our family finally saw the light, or decided that we needed to see the light. 
We decided rather abruptly to move. We found a house with arched windows and skylights. The move was completely disruptive, as they always are, drowning in emails and details, scrubbing and lifting innumerable boxes. The night after Thanksgiving, we found the boxes marked Christmas amid all the others. We pulled out all the ornaments and decorations we've collected over the years, among them the Santa figurines from my maternal grandmother, now in a nursing home, and the wooden letters spelling Merry Christmas from Jay's mom, now living in a memory care unit. These decorations a reminder that each day is a gift. Another Christmas, another springtime, isn't promised. After a time of arranging while James Taylor and Harry Connick Jr. crooned Christmas songs, Jay turned off the lights and plugged in the tree. Ah, our little family laid on the floor in the darkness and the sweet white lights. In the darkness and in the light, we were home. I'm back. This service is intentionally designed to give you a couple opportunities just to breathe in this time of freneticness, maybe visitors, maybe you're about to travel, just a space to breathe, come home to the body. Come home to the silence that's always there when we are willing to receive it. I invite you once again to close your eyes, take some nourishing breaths, and enter into silence. So now is the time for a special sharing of joy and joys and concerns. If you would like to share a joy and concern, please come up to the mic and drop a pebble in the water and state your name. And I invite you to come. Come all the way around here. <laughs> um, so, I live in a condo, similarly. Um, fortunately, mine has great big sliding glass doors that look out at old trees, for which I am daily thankful. And I have a very big room downstairs that I have listed yesterday uh, to rent out and share my lovely space. So, if you know of anyone who is looking for a room here, let me know. <laughs> um, it was quite an adventure for me doing this on many levels. And one was being patient with myself and the stages that I wasn't aware I was going through. <laughs> um, but. Something in me wasn't going to be pushed, and I was going to, it was go, it happened in steps. Uh, it, was, it was an interesting process, I'll put it that way. <laughs> but um, 
So, thanks. Sharon for following Melissa's mother so that I didn't have to. <laughs> 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 Follows Melissa's mom. Um, my name is Patricia. I'm, I'm the secretary. I'm the board of trustees here for just a few more months. <laughs> and um, my, well, first, a pebble of, of um, I don't even know what this is. I'm kind of concerned. <coughs> Try not to be really dramatic up here. This is why I don't do that. But, um, Wednesday night I missed the, the candlelight service and I thought, oh, I really don't want to miss it two years in a row and I was really going to be here. But um, my, my husband is moving back to Wisconsin and we had to figure this out. We, we thought, why are we doing the right thing? You know, we're going to be separated for years. And I thought, oh, are we doing the right thing? And yesterday morning, he's up there for Christmas, so we're away from each other for the first time in like 34 years. We're without each other for Christmas. I spend all my time talking to people who have lost their spouses. And don't do this, I promise. I don't do this to them. But um, I thought, oh my gosh, how are we going to do this? So we had to sit down Wednesday night and just think, are we doing the right thing? And Wednesday night was the only night we could do it before he left for Christmas. So we were thinking, 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 and looking at each other going, oh, are we doing this? He got a wonderful job back up there and, you know, all connected with people we've lived all our lives with and it all worked out so it seemed like the right thing to do but do we really want to be apart and he doesn't want to live up there again but um yesterday morning he got up there yesterday morning one of the reasons we're going is to support our son who's taking care of his 15 month old daughter by himself and uh, it's all the reverse of abuse that, that we think of when we think of abuse and his wife needs to get out of there and she doesn't she's not afraid of me she's afraid of my husband so if he's there she will she will leave him alone leave my son alone but um she came four hours late to pick up her daughter because she gets her every other saturday and that's it and dropped her off again two hours early so we knew you know dropped her off with my with my husband 
So we knew it was the right thing to do. There was just no way this could continue. So that was kind of a good answer. The other one, believe it or not, as I stand up here melting, is um, for joy, a pebble of joy. Last night, um, I was, I missed our, our um, Saturday night event that I really wanted to be here for because I, I do have Reiki training and I really wanted to be part of that last night. And my, um, my job required me to be at the longest night service. Thank you, Joy, I know what you're doing. <laughs> my job required me to be at the longest night service in, um, at, in uh, at Concordia Lutheran Church in Claremont. And it was really nice to be with all of my um, clients at that service. But I have to tell you, um, I kept thinking I'm in the wrong place as I looked, listened to that organ just blare over everybody's voices and the songs went on and on and on with absolutely no comfort or, or joy whatsoever. I thought, oh, I'm in the wrong place. So the, the pebble of joy is that at least now when I'm in the wrong place, I know where the right place is. <laughs> I knew I'd be here this morning. Thank you. It's okay. It goes well with I have a, actually a very deep concern this morning. Last Tuesday night, I went to the impeachment rally down in Union Square, and Nancy Hatton was there. So we got, that's the only people I saw, so if anybody else was there, you might be sharing this too. There were not many people, maybe a hundred of us, but on the other side of the square, there were hundreds, it seemed, of Trump supporters with flags and bullhorns and motorcycles and everything you could imagine. We were armed with the Federalist Papers. <laughs> you just want to go, Federalist Papers? <laughs> but that didn't seem to make any difference. It was so loud and so boisterous, all I could think of is this is what a mob really feels like. I've never been in a mob before. This is what a mob feels like. And we, we marched around the square, and I was very grateful for Hickory Police because they kept a, kept a line between everyone. But this is not anything I've had any experience with. I hope you haven't either. And I hope we don't have to have any experience with it at all. So that's my concern. Yeah, that's a concern. Um, I actually followed it pretty much as a... Hi, my name is Esme. <clears throat> I've been observing the symbolic of everything, the joy and concern, the darkness, the lightness. Um, so back to the politics, that's where my concern has been lately, is the darkness of it all, and are we going to go to the light of it all? Um, how is it affecting us internally? For someone who had great eye, eye, eyesight, 2020, and all of a sudden lost my eyesight. So I learned the darkness of it, and I tried to do the best of it, and hopefully the, the light would come out of it. 
which eventually it did gradually, gradually. And in the process of it, I learned myself, my strengthness within, um, that no matter how dark life can get you, within your insight and your lightness can bring you out. And hopefully this year, through this this <coughs> politics has really affected me. I mean, I heard every um, hearings. I say home. I I love history. I love government. I was so in it, and it was at the end. It's like, okay, is a government going to help us, or is going to hurt us? And that's my concern of the darkness right now. Is it helping us as individuals? or is it hurt us? For someone who served the military for almost 15 years, who had to take the oath of defending the Constitution of the United States, it really hurts me when I see some of our representatives and senators who forget what the meaning of that oath is. And there's where my fear is, that instead of going to the likeness, right now we're in the darkness. Thank you. Uh, my name is Joe, and I have a pedal of joy uh, for the wonderful healing circle that we had last night. Uh, my daughter was here with us, and that's always joy and light for me. My name is Brenda, and I have no musical talent, zero. <laughs> so I just want to drop a pedal of joy for all the people in this church, particularly, who have so much talent and share it so readily and so beautifully. for a, it's been a rough month um, from a health perspective with an autoimmune problem with my left arm and getting pneumonia, which is getting better. Um, and uh, Zach had some abnormalities on a routine dental x-ray, so we're going to get a CT and see a specialist for that. So um, I'm just really hoping 
uh, for a healthier 2020. And at the same time, I'm really grateful for all of the help that everyone has given me and for great medical care that has made the pneumonia better and will hopefully make the arm better. So. I'm going to drop two more pebbles. One for the joys and concerns held in our hearts, not spoken. And one for the people who are not able to be with us today. Instead of the listed prayer, a different reading that I just liked way better and found later than when the order was printed. This is The Shortest Day by Susan Cooper. And so the shortest day came, and the year died. And everywhere down the centuries of the snow-white world came people singing, dancing, to drive the dark away. They lighted candles in the winter trees. They hung their homes with evergreen. They burned beseeching fires all night long to keep the year alive. And when the New Year's sunshine blazed awake, they shouted, reveling through all the frosty ages. You can hear them echoing behind us. Listen. All the long echoes sing the same delight. This shortest day, as promise wakens in the sleeping land, they carol, feast, give thanks, and dearly love their friends, and dearly love their friends, and hope for peace. And so do we, <coughs> here, now, this year, and every year. Welcome, Yule. Sharon Smith will sing our final song. I love that prayer and the fact that um, it talks about friends. And that's why I love this, this song so much. And I know you want to too. It talks about faithful friends who are dear to us gathered near to us once more.